Hey everyone, Kelby Bachman here to make a quick announcement before we get started. I have partnered with Gina Perry and Beat the Streets National in hopes to help raise money for their Gear Up campaign. The Gear Up campaign aims to provide youth with a new pair of wrestling shoes, headgear, and workout clothing. We've all been touched by wrestling in some shape or form, so now let us provide the same gift wrestling gave us to those who need it most. You can donate at national.beatthestreets.org slash letstalkwrestling or help spread the word about the Gear Up campaign. You can find the link and more information about the campaign in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving, which means it's a time to give thanks. So I want to take a moment and give thanks to some people. First off, thank you to all my guests who have come on the show and shared their story. Without you, this podcast wouldn't even be possible. We have some amazing guests going forward, and I'm excited for you to hear their stories as well. I also want to thank my wife, Ashley Bachman, for all her work behind the scenes. She helps with all my social media posts and also helps with the structuring of the music within the intro and the outro. She's very patient and understanding with all the interviews I conduct throughout the week, so I'm very lucky to have her by my side on this journey. Lastly, I also want to say thank you to all the listeners. Thank you for subscribing and listening to each one of these unique stories. I hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoy interviewing each guest. And my hope is that you take away something from each episode that impacts you in some shape or form. I'm excited for the future of this podcast, and I hope you'll be along for the ride. Now, let's talk some wrestling. I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war. Let's go to war! Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. The song you just heard is Go To War by Nothing More, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Tony Hager. Tony was gracious enough to invite me to his studio in downtown Des Moines and interview him in person. We had such a great conversation that I felt it's necessary to provide all of it to you. So, I'm breaking it down into two parts. This is part one. In this episode, we talk about Tony's high school wrestling career. Tony wrestled at Ogden High School and was a four-time state qualifier and three-time state place winner. He made the finals twice but fell short both times. We associate Tony with IA Wrestle, and rightfully so. But I think the majority of us either forget or don't even realize that Tony was such a hammer on the mat. On top of that, he can empathize with the ups and downs wrestlers go through because he's dealt with them himself. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy part one of Tony Hager. We know Tony Hager, I wrestle, but do we know Tony Hager from from Ogden, Iowa? No one's ever interviewed me, (laughs) (laughs) like, in that aspect. So, I I mean, I'm I'm, I'm honored to 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 talk about... That and obviously I wrestle. I mean, I've, never, I've never been in this situation. Yeah. So <laughs> really, kind of cool. Yeah, I've never been interviewed like this, anyways. Um, so yeah. where where is Ogden? Ogden is about ten miles west of Boone. Ten fifteen miles mm-hmm. west of Boone. So. So you're close to home. Yeah, Ames. Ames was our big town. Oh yeah. I went to Boone was. Boone was semi had some gas, you know, grocery stores had Walmart, but we always went to Ames for like the mall and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, was it a big wrestling town? Ogden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we had it, it. It when I was growing up, like two years ahead of me, our club just started getting really big. Jason Keenan became a four-time state champion, mm-hmm. the first one, yeah, the first state champion that we ever had. And he was obviously the first four-time state champion we had and that's when I think the community really kind of got behind wrestling and 
they just uh, the kids club just took off like Tim Riddle um, a lot of dads a lot of coaches actually Neil Saunders just started pushing kids to the elite wrestling club and just little tournaments all over Mm -hmm. you know um, all over the state Friday, Saturday, Sunday and then it eventually became into okay we have individuals that have had success and then it's turned into hey we're we we can have some teams that are fighting for duels fighting for conference championships potentially you know getting the top 10 um in class 1a you know we were we were really close my senior year to get a trophy that's close we ever been to getting a team trophy so it's a it's a wrestling town but it's a wrestling town that hasn't had the team success which Mm -hmm. is is was it's interesting I would consider the team the town a, a wrestling town. Mm-hmm. It's known for wrestling, mm-hmm. but there hasn't been a lot of team success, which is which is interesting, mm-hmm. right? Think of Osage. You think of Osage as a tournament team. Yeah, you know duels. Ogden. You think of four-time state champions, mm-hmm. two four-timers, right? That's what I think of, anyways. Mm-hmm. I don't know how everybody else thinks about Ogden, but that's what I think of. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Odin brothers? John and Chase Odin. Uh-uh. No? From where? Ogden. Odin? Mm-hmm. What year? They probably would have been... Well, they moved from Ogden, I think it was John's freshman year, okay. out to Illinois. Okay. And then they wrestled... John wrestled at Northern Illinois. Okay. And they grew up, though, in Ogden. I didn't know if you remember that. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that name rang a bell. Well, I mean, I graduated in 03. They probably would have been, like, 06 or so. And so it would have been... They must have, if they were in the program, you know, I didn't, I didn't go back a whole lot. I didn't go back to Ogden. I didn't, I didn't really follow Ogden mm-hmm. until, you know, 2009, 2010 when I was out of college and got back into wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I very well could be from Ogden. I don't, I don't know the name though, unfortunately. No, that's all right. No worries. I, my brother actually remembered them. And so he brought, he's like, ask him if he remembers the Odin brothers. Yeah. And so. I don't. Yeah, that's all right. Um. Boy, when did you get your start in wrestling? Do you have any? Sorry, let me ask you about your family first. Yeah. Do you have any brothers, sisters? Yeah, I've got a, I've got two younger sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, so they weren't in wrestling. My parents weren't in wrestling. Just you? Yeah, just me. You know, as a as a kindergartner, it just I'm not sure why my dad decided that that could be the sport for me. I was on the smaller end of the kids, right? Real short and skinny and. So I don't, I can't, I don't know. I never really heard the the real scenario of why wrestling, but um, it was just a like dad. I got a flyer maybe and came home and dad's like, oh, let's just do it, you know. Mom, and dad were like, let's go. And then ever since then, I've just been. I really didn't do. I did the Ogden wrestling tournament, I believe, my first year, and then just slowly got into it in kindergarten, first, second, and then when third and fourth came, that's when we started going to a lot of tournaments. Mm-hmm. But dad didn't wrestle, didn't know anything. Came to all the practices and helped as a dad coach, right? But he was more or less, I think, helping on the back end of getting dads to go to tournaments mm-hmm. um, without even knowing why you would go to the tournaments. <laughs> so it's, it's just intriguing to me of why he did that. But cause I did football, did track. Mm-hmm. Did all those other sports, basketball. I mean, I played more basketball than I wrestled probably. Really? Being little, you mm-hmm. know. I was farm boy and had a hoop yeah, in, in our course. barn. So like, <laughs> me, and, me and my buddies would just play basketball. All the time. Yeah. So uh, I was always the shortest one. I always get I, I I could hit three pointers, <laughs> but I couldn't you know dribble in the lane and and score some dunks. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's funny. Yeah. When did you start taking it seriously? You think? Or when did you start going, man? I I think I can be pretty good at this sport. I would say for me, it was probably like fifth, sixth grade when realized that it was probably going to be my sport. Mm-hmm. I had success every year at the AU State tournament. Placed, I believe I placed. Uh, I placed every year, um, but my fifth, sixth grade is when I really started going to more tournaments and and having success. I didn't know. I think at the time, really who the good kids were mm-hmm. in the state. You know, we didn't have ways to track that yeah. that they do now. 
so you show up to a tournament and you hope there's good kids there and you're you hope that you're the you're the good kid um i didn't know any different until like seventh and eighth grade year because my dad in third fourth fifth sixth i was so small that i'd get to a tournament and they would he he'd ultimately always get called the head table <laughs> and say hey you know are you willing to bump up your kid to do this and I got beat all I mean a lot like a frustrating like couldn't beat any of these kids it's because my dad was putting me up a bracket like but I didn't you know didn't know any different he didn't tell me that oh really <laughs> yeah so 5th and 6th grade is when I started actually finding kids around my weight class okay. at tournaments and that's where I think I got a little bit more confidence mm-hmm. to think that I could maybe you know win a state title I mean, win a state title mm-hmm. but crazy to think back that that long mm-hmm. when that moment was but i would say fifth sixth grade yeah for sure because yeah, you wrestled you were senior at 103 mm-hmm. all four years yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't for like correct me if i'm wrong but you weren't were you a massive weight cutter my senior year i cut weight but my freshman year we were concerned i wrestled c90 my oh, wow. my eighth grade year, I wrestled Mac Ryder in the finals. Actually, uh, beat me one zero. Still think really? about it. Still think about <laughs> it a lot. Um, that was close. I ever got to beat Mac, but um, you know, we there wasn't a growth spur ever in any kind of you know from fifth, sixth, seventh. There wasn't really ever a growth spur. So you know, there was just concerns if I could get to one hundred three, and yeah. then could I beat Wade Sandell, who was around my weight class. He was bigger than me. Um, so we, you know, I was weighing 96, 98 pounds my freshman year, mm-hmm. and then just progressively just didn't get huge, yeah. didn't lift a ton of weights. That's really probably my fault. Every year, every year in high school, it just it seemed like 103 was probably the best spot for yeah. us as a team. So coach never said, "Hey, we need you to bulk up to 12." There was never. We always had Wade Sundell there at 12, or my freshman year we had, you know, Jesse Sundell. So there was never really a spot for me to go up or a reason to go up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never put on weight on purpose. My senior year I cut maybe like 10 pounds. Yeah. That would be tops. But I would lose six pounds in a practice. Right, so I remember that. I just, so it wasn't really that hard for me. Mm-hmm. So were you JV your first year then, your freshman year? I wasn't, no. No? My freshman okay. year, yeah. So I wrestled, I wrestled off Wade Sindel mm-hmm. my freshman year. We had we had uh, Jesse Sindel, Tyler Greaser. We had a lot of kids at the, the 12 and 19 at the time. Mm-hmm. or I think it was maybe 13. But, um, yeah, he beat me the first time, majored me. Majored me our first time in uh, wrestle-offs. And Wade and I had never wrestled really because mm-hmm. he was heavier than me. So we didn't really, we wrestled in the room all the time. But we never really had a, a live go where we kept score and mm-hmm. knew who was better, I guess, in that sense. So he beat me that first time. It was really kind of a wake-up call. Um, then I came back and beat him twice to get the spot. Nice. And then we just never, Reimers just never wrestled us off again. I can't remember if Wade just struggled to get down to three mm-hmm. or... I think we put him all the way up to 19 that year. Because oh. I think Jesse was the 12-pounder, Wade was a 19-pounder, and Greaser was would be 25 at the time. Or 30, Oof. can't remember. So, yeah. Um, there was no option for me to go 19. <laughs> Way too small. Right? So, yeah, never, never had to wrestle JV, um, fortunately. Um, had success at 103. How hard was that wrestling kids that were a little bit bigger than you right away? Like, were you used to it, I guess, since you did it when you were younger? But Yeah, I mean, I had to adjust once once it was more about – it was always about winning, right? But I think the process for my dad was just getting me to be tough and being okay mm-hmm. with losing because I remember being a, like a baby at the beginning of like not yeah. liking to lose. But – at one point in time, Dad's like, "Hey, you know, this is you have to find ways to win, because you don't have kids around your weight class." When he finally started telling me this, right, like you have to find a way to get outside single legs, um, arm drags. Um, you'd have to figure out ways to do ankle picks, duck unders, and there is, you know, so 
So high crotches and single legs and double legs really weren't something that I could do because I would always get underneath them and I'd be screwed. I get pancaked every time. So uh, super difficult to looking back at like being being faster than the person, just not heavy enough to do some of those moves. So finding ways to win was was frustrating for times, but I think looking back, maybe it was just that was the challenge of the tournament of how can I beat a kid that's five, ten pounds heavier than me? Mm-hmm. You know. And then when, once you get, I mean, until my senior year is when I really actually felt big for the weight class. You know, my junior year, Dan Davila beat me in the finals. He felt like a giant to me. Really? You know, my senior year is when I really started feeling like I was the big kid at the weight class, mm-hmm. a big one of three pounds. Right. Um, so I didn't really get I didn't really get to be that person until my senior year, really mm-hmm. being a bully. Until then, it was just being a better technician. I think of how really? I won a lot of matches. How'd you do your freshman and sophomore year? My freshman year, I barely qualified for the state tournament. I wrestled Jared Harney uh, a couple of times during the season. Beat me. Lost to a lot of a lot of good kids my my freshman year, but it was to juniors and seniors. Yeah. Just, just strictly bigger than me, but uh, uh, he beat me in our duel. He beat me at the conference tournament. He beat me at sectionals, and then he lost in the semifinals of districts. And I got a wrestle back, and then I beat him to go to state my freshman year. Right. On. So um, that was that was awesome mm-hmm. to be able to get that 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 uh, when just over Jared and obviously to qualify for state but I think beating him in the wrestle back was bigger than qualifying for state at the time mm-hmm. my first my first round match my freshman year was against uh, Sprecker from Lake Mills I believe he was ranked number one Ooh. and he beat me mm-hmm. I wrestled all the way back and lost in the blood round because back then it was top six yes yeah lost in the blood round um, my freshman year so I didn't place my freshman year and then um, my sophomore year I lost to Adam Bender in the semifinals of mm. Lennox 1-0 I couldn't get out um, there's a trend there that I just couldn't get out um, but uh, my sophomore year lost to Bender and then um, I had the semi slide. I couldn't, I couldn't get out of the funk that I couldn't because Mac was on the top side and I was thinking about wrestling Mac again back in eighth grade, right, saying wrestling him. So I was thinking, I, in my mind, I was thinking, well, who's Adam Bender? I'm trying to wrestle Mac in the finals. And I wasn't prepared. Once I lost that opportunity to wrestle Mac in the finals, I just – I just – on the backside, mm-hmm. wasn't prepared for any matches. I lost to Brett Ray, who I beat at districts for fifth and sixth, essentially at that point. You know, I lost, lost. Um, so, yeah, that was that taught me a lot about how tough it really is to to as a coach now. Like wrestling back is mm-hmm. super important. It's not easy as mentally really. The backside of the wrestling tournament is all mental, in my opinion. Who's going to be? Who really wants to come back for thirds well, after realizing that you're not going to be a state champion? Mm-hmm. Very difficult. Super hard now, especially or super hard then to get on the stand. So you, you get to the semis and you feel like okay, I'm on the stand yeah. either way. Um, now it's a little bit, you know, you can get eighth place, so which I don't really enjoy them changing that, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was tough. Tough getting sixth place my sophomore year. Yeah. Did um did your like what were your goals going into high school? I should have asked that prior, but you know because you you started taking it seriously in fifth and sixth grade, and then you know as you kind of get older and you get more into the sport, did you envision being a state champ? Like was that obviously the ultimate goal? Yeah. <clears throat> or were you just yeah? yeah. I uh, I looked up to Jason Keenan. I remember like drawing pictures of him from newspaper articles like when he because the only time we really got covered a lot was at the state tournament 
draw pictures of him from like third, fourth grade, right? And just put them up on my wall. Um, then Jesse, you know, was having success on the verge of like going, you know, we, he still had intact that he could be a four time state champion. So I going into my freshman year, I, I strongly believed I could be, you know, the next state champion. There was no doubt in my mind that I was going to be that person. So my eighth grade year, I went from I went from wrestling like maybe thirty to forty matches a season to wrestling over a hundred my eighth grade year because that's that's what I had to do to get to be you know being able to be guys like Mac Ryder. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought I was going to be the next four time state champion. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesse was on the way. I was going to follow in and. We were going to have a really solid team to start trying to get a team trophy. That was the goal. But soon realized it was going to be very difficult as a freshman to, to – it's not easy to win that freshman year. Um, but it was still the goal going into districts, semi, you know, sectionals, that I thought I still could be that person mm-hmm. looking back at it. Yeah. So. We talked about Jesse Sundell a few times already. Real quick um, – his junior year, did he like break his back yeah. in a rodeo or not his a rodeo? femur? Um, is is riding a bull? <laughs> yeah, um, that was funny. That was just a joke this weekend. Actually, if if someone was complaining about their their ankle or something like that, and someone's like, "Well, Jesse Sandell can break his femur and come back and win another state title. Yeah, you can do it too." <laughs> you know, it just kind of made me laugh because that that was. That was a big concern, you know. Three-time state champion, breaking it, you know, breaking it, and being in a full cast, full late cast. You know, can he come back and win his senior year? Sure as hell did it. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, pretty crazy. You yeah. Have to think about that. Do you remember when the, like, you found out that he he broke his femur? Um, man, I don't know. It was during the summer. I was big baseball player. I remember right and I think my initial reaction was like you know is he going to be able to wrestle mm-hmm. you know I wasn't like how is he doing <laughs> like, is he going to be able to wrestle uh, you know I don't I don't vividly remember exact details of where I was or what we were doing you know him and Wade always were crazy and riding bulls and bronx in the summer so they they didn't play baseball so I didn't really have interaction with them they mm-hmm. also lived in Boxholm so outside of wrestling, we didn't really talk with Jesse and Wade and Tyler Greaser uh, a whole lot. I talked with Tyler more than the Sundells, but um, so there wasn't a, a, a deep relationship there mm-hmm. really for me to vividly remember that, you know. But yeah. it was it was obviously the talk of the town, mm-hmm. talk of the at the time the I preps message boards. <laughs> um, looking back at it, like how big of a deal that would be now yeah if in today's world of social media and and, and i wrestle whatever like three-time state champion going down like that would be huge news and maybe it was back then but for for me it, it was huge news just within our town mm-hmm. i guess and you played baseball I did. was that like your second love yeah it was more of my love yeah uh i was small too mm-hmm. but I had success as an eighth grader all, all through my youth, I guess, in baseball. At the high school level, we were really good. We we had been to state tournaments. Uh, so I didn't do freestyle, didn't do mm-hmm. Greco. I had some tournaments that I would go to here and there, but I didn't wrestle freestyle. I didn't go to Fargo, didn't do any of that stuff because I was playing baseball. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a – our coach didn't push it either. He had a really good relationship with the baseball coach. They're two – one of the OG gangsters in Ogden, so I think <laughs> they just didn't want to step on each other's toes. Yeah. No one in Ogden ever really wrestled freestyle. We would train a little bit with people up in Fort Dodge, but it was never really an emphasis for me to go do that stuff. Looking back at it, obviously I wish I could have done, done both, but no one was really saying, hey, you should do this, Tony. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really want to do it either because I love baseball. Mm-hmm. That's just being a part of like a one A school. I think right. like you can be th- you can be the guy in baseball. You can be the guy in football and wrestling. Do you can do multiple sports and be the guy. So I enjoyed the time off too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
what, what club did you wrestle with? Like, was there also a wrestling club like in the off season that you that you wrestled at or that you went to? So we <clears throat> Bulldog Elite Wrestling Club is just where I always wrestled going into high school. But in Ogden, we wrestled till the state wrestling tournament, and after that, we were done. Like we did not do anything in the off season until the beginning of the season. There was no one pushing us to be in freestyle clubs or anything like that. I remember like the Sundells Wooks, they didn't play baseball, so they would go to Fort Dodge and train with the McClintocks, Donnie Nordstrom, um, uh, some, some Tyler Greaser and a few other people, but there was no push to wrestle in the summer. So there, that was no, there was no club. When I was in high school, there was zero club for us to to wrestle in. Mm-hmm. Even in the area, like yeah, I don't like Fort Dodge was the only place I was actually running like a little bit of a like wow. a freestyle club wrestling. Boone didn't have anything. Boone kids actually came over to Ogden more than they were actually competing in Boone. Um, there wasn't really any super clubs. I believe like high altitude kind of was starting. Ooh, okay. okay. My junior and senior year, but. It, it they were in Perry, but we just never went down to, mm-hmm. to that for some reason. Like it was still like a lot of old school thinking of, hey, you only wrestle for your town. You don't go to other towns to compete. Yeah. Uh, so that 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 was a it was a very old school mentality that you don't you don't you don't represent anybody else other than Ogden. Mm-hmm. That's it. So. That is that's changed now a lot. That's not the same mentality, but at the time, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. That, that's funny. That that rings a bell. Like we, my uh, we started the Mississippi freestyle. It was just a little, just to get some extra mat time too. Mm-hmm. It was my brother-in-law Steve Crozier and a few other people. And Southwind Calmer was like right down the road, and they would come, and we'd kind of still be in our own little groups. You know, we would never really intermingle because that was kind of like our rival. And I know what you mean by like. It was tough to yeah. have other people wrestle with you that work from your town. Yeah. But yeah, now it's just now it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Boone Boone kids came over quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But when they went to duel, when they went to tournaments and stuff, they would represent Bulldog Elite Wrestling Club. They wouldn't represent Boone, hmm. which is kind of crazy to think about right now because they don't really like each other anymore. <laughs> we, we didn't like each other back then. Like once they got out of youth wrestling and got to high school, like you know, we didn't like those kids anymore. Cause they're boon kids because they didn't they didn't help us. They didn't help Ogden and you know screw those boon guys. You know, type of deal. They would never wrestle us in a duels. Um, oh really? They were three A. We were one A. We always we still joke to this day that we could have beat them multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boone and Ogden now just they they actually started dueling each other this past year. That was the first time they dueled. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, kudos to Jesse Sundell, head coach of Ogden now, uh, trying to make you know trying to make that happen. Yeah. You know. but, yeah. So then you know you get to your junior year and like sometimes when you're already halfway through your career, you look back and you're like, wow, I'm already halfway through. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't accomplished what I need to accomplish. Like, was there like a sense of urgency then, like going into your junior year, where you were like, I wanted to be a four-time state champ. Next best thing was three time. Now, halfway done. Yeah, that getting sixth place was super. Like that was tough. Uh, that was that was that was tougher than at the time. Not making finals was tough, and then getting sixth place and realizing like I just didn't care was like you know eye opening. So it remotivated me my junior year and. Things change from, I believe, from it being about me to being about the team because we were back to have we were we back to having a a solid team again. My my sophomore year we lost Jesse, we lost Greaser, and we we lost a ton of solid guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saunders, we lost uh, Ryan. Marine, we lost a lot of people that that year. So my junior year was really now my time to be the leader of the team so things folk things focused on making sure we had a solid team and had potential to you know get to state duels and whatnot and then if i took care of myself 
and and practice hard. Like I, I was super motivated that year. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I came in the year ranked like uh, second or third. Dan Davillo was mm-hmm. now number one because Mac went out of that that weight class. So he was the only one that I needed to beat. Had never wrestled him before. So now at that point, then I'm I'm finally ranked, I guess, by the predicament at that point. So you feel confident that you can be the guy. So that's where it, it was really reality that you know now I'm now I'm one of the top guys in the in the weight class, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I just have to believe in it. And we, and we did. And it was really because of our, our team looking back at it, I think. Mm-hmm. What was that kind of – when did you – that reality check sink in? Like how long did you sulk on sixth place and not make it to the finals before you kind of shifted your focus to, all right, new year, new new me kind of an outlook? Do you remember? You know, I, with being so f- – with being um, so focused on baseball too, oh, yeah. I really didn't dwell on it a whole lot. Like it sucked for a week, but we didn't have off-season practices, so I couldn't go in and, and work on the things, or I didn't want to, or it wasn't a. It just wasn't something that we did of going back in the room and, and figuring out why the hell that happened and getting ready for folks, you know, freestyle season. It was baseball. I take some time off, then baseball came. So. I guess my junior year to answer your question, it was probably when those rankings came out, the preseason rankings mm-hmm. came out and said, okay, hey, I'm in the top five and I'm in the weight class I should be at, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you took on a leadership role. That's yeah. when you kind of really were like, all right, because Sundell graduated, you listed some of those guys, Greaser, now it's you. Now mm-hmm. it's now it's almost like it's your team. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So you kind of took on a leadership role then. Yeah, I think so. I mean... Yeah. We had a we had Wade, Corey Anderson, Dylan White. Dylan White started wrestling really well at two fifteen. We had Doug Clark coming into the 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 mix of things. We had just a lot of those younger kids that were waiting to get into the lineup mm-hmm. that couldn't as a freshman or sophomore get in there. That uh, it was fun to see those kids get in the lineup and and have their spot and, and be hungry for it versus them being on the JV. And, you know, so things changed my junior year for mm-hmm. sure. Just team, team just changed maybe. Cause like everyone would be focused on Jesse. He would be the star, mm-hmm. right? So Jesse was gone and now it's time for somebody, some other people to step up. And it was, it, I think it was just collectively, everyone really kind of stepped up their game mm-hmm. in the practice room. Yeah. What was it like then? So you make it to state, you get to the semifinals again. Did, were you nervous? Were you more nervous, less nervous? Or like when that mindset of the semifinals, your junior year versus your sophomore year? The the junior year semis, I was, I was not nervous at all, actually. Wow. Looking back, I was, my junior year was probably my easiest way to the finals of just of, of how I was feeling how I was competing looking back at it like each match I wasn't nervous for <clears throat> um, but my sophomore year it was it was a little bit different it was it was a harder for me to get to that point junior year I was just really at peace with knowing that I could be at the finals and Dan Davila was the guy that I had to beat. Mm-hmm. So again, I was focused on that <laughs> that guy at the top side of the bracket, which really wasn't. You know, I exhausted a lot of of my personal resources focusing on him. So my, you know, the semifinals, I was able to, you know, get by. But it, it wasn't a it wasn't a sexy match. So <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was focused on the finals. Had you wrestled him before Davila, or did you know much about him really before? Yeah, I wrestled yeah. him. I wrestled him at I believe the Carol Carol Kemper Kemper duels, hmm, okay. and at that time I was I was beating him in that match, and the dude was just massive. Like he was, he looked like he was twenty years old. He was just throwing kids around the the room, and he match and he just was super fast. Uh, very intimidating. He's probably I think, the most intimidated I've been wrestling a dude in my whole 
high school really? career. I was pretty intimidated my freshman year wrestling Sprecher, but he was Sprecher was had nothing on Davila as far as just how he wrestled. Super fast, super strong. So in the Kemper duels, he he um, I was up on him and he pinned me, and uh, so there was a lot of intimidation going to that that senior that that's the end of the finals. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, just like just knowing, like, hey, I can't mess up because he's super strong, and if I get in a bad position, he's gonna be able to capitalize on it, and I'm not gonna be able to do anything about it. Uh, he was, goddamn, he was super fast. <laughs> I felt like I was a better technician than him, but he was just was strong and fast. <coughs> Same situation. Um, was was super excited to be in the finals mm-hmm. for the first time. Yeah, be in that moment, be the first match of after the Grand yeah. March. A lot of nerves there, but I was excited for it. Uh, I think I was a little bit just happy to be there, to be in that situation. And, you know, was was up on Dan again, and he front-quartered me and pinned me. So that was that was devastating just to get pinned mm-hmm. in the finals. Uh, but, you know, looking back at it, looking at the pictures, I, I also think I was just happy to be there which is not the mindset you have to have in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. I had I'd gotten so close my sophomore year that just making the finals was a monkey off my back of what I couldn't have done in my sophomore year. So I was I would say more I was I was more focused my junior year in the finals, but I was also just happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't care if I got beat and that's that's not the mindset mm-hmm. you have to have in that situation. Mhm. So, so we so you were obviously you were devastated that you got that you got pinned. Yeah, um, it was it was more it was just embarrassing. It was embarrassing to get pinned because I'm used to pinning people. Mm-hmm. So that sucked. Uh, I remember I remember shaking hands. Really gave him a hug too because mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. Looking back at it, and <laughs> ran off, ran off, and you know did my thing outside of the, off the mat. But I was devastated, but I think I was I was at peace that I knew what I was up against too at the same at the same like yeah. I, I thought I could win, but I was also at peace thinking I might not be as good as this guy. you know I just I know that if I'm gonna get in a bad position, I could get beat. you know that mentality is not what you want, but looking back at it, I think that's where my mindset was at. Hmm. It's almost like, I guess, like, how am I trying to th- say this? You know, just happy to be there, right? And and you know, and you know your opponent. You know he's really good too. And knowing how good you are, but also like, maybe this guy is just better than me, mm-hmm. which may or may not have been the case. Yeah, like you're you're kind of alluding to it may not have been the case, but yeah, my mind wasn't right. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was at peace. At being second, but I also thought that I could still win too. Like it was, it wasn't that 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 side of me that was okay with it is what made me not win that match. Like being okay to losing, mm-hmm. that's what made me lose. Looking wow. back at it, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have just been okay to be second. Be okay to be in the finals. Figuring out how I can beat him. Like back going back to where I was a little kid. Like. Hey, I can't get underneath. I can't take a bad shot. I can't take a single leg and put my head on the mat. And ultimately, that's what he did. And he three-quartered me to my back. Mm-hmm. Like, I should have gone back to the basics of, hey, how can I beat this kid? Don't wrestle like I normally wrestle everybody else. Go back to what I did when I was a little kid of being smaller and doing outside singles and doing arm drags. But I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I was just happy to be there. I had no game plan mm-hmm. going into it. That, so. that reminds me, I was watching um, the finals because um, I think IA Russell has a, an app, or well, I don't know what app I was watching on, but uh, IA IHSNN. Yeah, yeah. And Andrew Long beat Tanner Weatherman, and he was devastated. And I was like, well, you're wrestling Andrew Long, of course, but he probably thought he could beat him. Yeah. So it's just, you know, being the athlete is. You know the mindset is completely different from a spectator. You, know, yeah. you want to win. You should want to win. Expect to win, no matter who it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that's what separates those kids that 
are just happy to be there, mm-hmm. and then they come back and they're state high champ in the next year. Yeah. You know, they're they're expecting to win, right? And I didn't have that mentality mm-hmm. uh, that that junior year. Did you ever like look back at who also was wrestling around you in the finals? Is that what I mean, or just kind of yeah, in the finals, and also like during your era, like you know, we'll get to your senior year, but Seabolt and Pickerel were wrestling on one mat. Montel Marion and uh, was it Dominic Moyer? Yeah. On another mat, <laughs> like uh, your your junior year. On the other mat was Jay Borschel and Joey Slayton. Yeah, like looking. At that, yeah, like and looking, then here sits you. Yeah, looking at it, looking back at it, it's there was no one. We did not like cross over one A into two A, one A into three A at all. Like, mm-hmm. We're the, our schedule did not allow us really to see those other schools so I didn't really know who the heck these other guys were I always felt like I could have done better in 2A and I I, I give crap to some of those guys like hey I could have won it at 2A pretty easy um, but um, I'm just joking but um, you know we you know I didn't I didn't really I had blinders on just class 1A mm-hmm. you know, looking back at us, the era was pretty impressive you know, lots of Amazing. big names that went on to college and had you know huge success careers. So it's you just saying those names is, I mean, being involved in that like that's I shouldn't take that for granted. Mm-hmm. I do like I don't feel like I'm in the same ballpark as those those guys, right? But being on the same mat with them, then maybe I should. Mm-hmm. But I don't for sure. Um, so we don't we don't I don't talk don't talk about those things you know, I sometimes talk about myself you know I talk about other people now so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a interesting perspective that mm-hmm. I haven't thought about yeah you bringing that up right above you one year was Mac Ryder you know he was in your bracket your yeah. sophomore year like you were in that era of guys you look back on you're like holy cow the Mac and Corey Kalina I believe probably mm-hmm. those guys wrestled quite a bit up at 12 yeah some big names CJ Edelson yes yeah yeah. both going for four yeah that was crazy yes that was my junior year mm-hmm. yeah that was my junior year so yeah wrestling was in a good place back then yeah uh, it, it just it's crazy to think about what it could have been back then as far as a media standpoint <laughs> You know, like now, yeah, of for sure. What we all had going on back then, but um, where where the state of Iowa is back to where we had you know studs in one A, two A, and three A. Mm-hmm. So you know, we always say like, hey, could could two thousand three beat the two thousand thirteen team, two thousand twenty three team? Now, like, what do those what do those things look like? I, I think we get killed, right? I think. The advancement of wrestling is just at a completely different level now. There for a while, like 2013 team, you know, no offense to that, like a little group in there, but wrestling really fell off bad. Like 2008 to 2015, wrestling was just bad in the state of Iowa. Period. Mm-hmm. Like on a national scene in the state of Iowa, don't know what happened, but it just something fell off where the kids just weren't weren't as as um, I don't know I'd be curious what other people think about that that yeah. area, area there you know but I don't I, like I'm horrible with remembering who you know who was wrestling at those times I'm horrible to remember those things it's like what we need Swafford on here for <laughs> he could probably say like when that when that dramatic drop of like having national champions was or having multiple state champions was or whatever but it feels like that era that just wrestling fell off mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know why because mm-hmm. we had tons of stars technically in our sport you know up into like 2005 2006 and it just kind of fell off yeah. fell apart yeah and like you were saying earlier there was no you had like in that area of like 2003 you guys had no clubs to go to yep now there's clubs everywhere mm-hmm. pretty much every community has some sort of club in an area or whatever like there was nothing it was just mat clubs. Dads taking, yeah, you know, dads taking their kids to different mat clubs mm-hmm. <clears throat> to just get a match. Like, hey, we're gonna go travel to this this little mat club, and you're gonna wrestle this guy for practice. 
mean, Eric De, uh, DeVos, DeVoe or whatever, he would wrestle for Bulldog Elite at one point in time. He's kind of been all over the place. But we had a lot of people just came into Ogden for one season and they were gone or what it may be. Like That was just the way it used to be. You weren't dedicated to one club mm-hmm. for from you know fifth grade to eighth grade or whatever it may be like you see now. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a different world. Mm-hmm. Different world. Yeah, that 2008, that was kind of my era. I graduated in 2010. My brother was 2008. So I did see they were good. There were still good kids sprinkled in there, but you're right. There was just not, there was, there weren't the elites mm-hmm. like there were before. And now, you know, there's, there weren't those kids that were national stars. Yeah. It wasn't a focus to wrestle on the freestyle right. side of things. Yeah. No. no mm-mm. And it changes. I mean, summer wrestling makes better winter wrestlers, so mm-hmm. they just it, it, that's what's changed. Mm-hmm. It's been a focus point. You know? mm-hmm. But gosh, I, I like baseball though. <laughs> you know, I can absolutely. I, I I couldn't give up baseball. I yep. couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a that's a that's a small community thing, right? And, you know, we your best athletes got to be baseball players too, right? They got to be on track team mm-hmm. and. It's it's I think it's harder for some of those class one A schools to lose those type of you know if you're a good wrestler you're likely probably a, a good athlete in general mm-hmm. so you know there's wrestlers on the baseball field all over the place that mm-hmm. you see and you don't see that in you know the upper classes it's pretty rare to find a really good wrestler that's also a really good baseball player right. but nowadays they're just focused on that one sport mm-hmm. football there's some of it in those yeah. those higher classes obviously Ben Keeter's a yeah. A freak of nature, right? You can do all three of them really, really well, but that isn't, that's just super rare. Right. So. Exactly. He's an anomaly. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, yeah, getting back to you, your senior year, how long, you know, we talked about how long you dwelled on it your, your sophomore year after that. What about your junior year? Did you, did it take you longer to get over that? Or since you had that mindset you were talking about earlier, did you just kind of wash it off, wash your hands off and. Yeah, my my junior year we were really good in baseball, so that helps. That helped. We we just went right into baseball season. There was what no, position did you play? My second base quite a bit. Yep. Second base shortstop was mainly the positions I played. My senior year I was second base. And I ended up being catcher. Actually, I'd never been a catcher before. My senior year I was a catcher because <laughs> our catcher got hit with a baseball and like shattered his eye. But yeah, mainly second base. Just a yeah. short little dude. Yeah. Second base, you know, <laughs> pretty standard. Yeah, <laughs> pretty standard. But yeah, there was no, there was no, there was no summer wrestling to refocus. Go back to the drawing board. It was straight into baseball. Um, and, you know, my senior year going into it, my parents got divorced, and like wrestling kind of wasn't wasn't my main focus. Like football, I didn't play football. I, my senior year, I was super focused in on being a part of the community and like being a, uh, I had fun just being a, I guess a leader for the class, for the school. Um, so going to all the football games was fun for me, mm-hmm. going to all the volleyball games for me. I didn't focus on myself probably enough. Uh, you would think like I'd be super, super motivated to be you know, not have that feeling again, but I wasn't. I didn't have a coach that pushed, you know, he pushed me during the season, but off season, he really wanted kids to enjoy being a kid. Being, you know, being part of the community was important for him as a coach and obviously for me as an individual. So not until the season is when it like really kicked in, like ranked number one, like the guy that should win it. And that, that, that was, that took it up a notch that year. Oh, you know, the leader of the team along with many other guys but really pushing the team to again be we had the opportunity to have multiple state place winners bring home a team trophy so focusing not only on myself but putting the team together and and winning duels winning tournaments was also part of my job mm-hmm. and not focusing on just on myself you know that seems like a fine line between like wanting you to be a kid but also knowing that you might have this goal to reach. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just, 
just it's tough to want to push you but also want you to just enjoy life you yeah. know it, it, it just can be just... yeah I have a love a love hate relationship with just people that were around me because I wish they would have pushed me but I understand why they didn't right because right? um, Coach Reimers was also the football coach he was also the athletics director uh, we had some some assistant coach changes here and there throughout my high school career. Reimers was always the guy, but you know we never had anybody really pushing those off-season practices. You know, in today's world, those are happening, but back then that wasn't really a, a focus. So, in our community, anyways, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why we didn't have the crazy team trophies that we probably could have because we, you know, coaches were doing other things. That's maybe what I would chalk it up to is. Mm-hmm being focused on other things other than wrestling where if we would have maybe been hyper focused just on wrestling leading into the season you know maybe there would have been there would definitely probably been different results Mm -hmm. but not at Ogden Mm -hmm. it's crazy to to think of it like that but if you compare it to today's world that's what has to happen right it has to you have to have that super focus to be state champion Mm mm-hmm and not everyone's Jesse Sandell, Jason right, Keenan, right? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't fault any of the coaches for how how they did or did not push us. Right. Looking back on us, I, just, I wish maybe that would have been a focus, but I'm at peace with it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's taught me now to be a great coach at you know, Ben at Johnson, Ben at Irmum. You know, to to see those forward thinking things as a coach for athletes is you know, because of my struggles, I've been able to pass that on and mm-hmm. into everyday life, into my business and and whatnot. So those those things that didn't go my way or I didn't push myself enough, then I'm doing now to mm-hmm. do that. To, you know, to have success. So mm-hmm. going to my senior year at my senior year now, uh, we're f- focused on doing what people are expecting me to do and be a, you know, be a state champ. And we didn't have, it, things went really easy for me my senior year. Like I was bigger mm-hmm. and competition just, they, it just wasn't there. Like we just, I just never, either they forfeited to me or it was just not anybody that could push me. So, I mean, I didn't wrestle full match until state wrestling tournament. Wow. So, yeah, I think going into the state tournament, like I just thought I was really, I, I was being okay. I was in an okay place, right? Maybe, I mean, I must have, must have, it's either because I'm bigger or I've gotten better or the things I'm doing off the mat, like being in shape. I must be going right, right? I haven't wrestled full match. I'm ranked number one in the state. I've beaten everybody below me prior. Like, I should win. My mindset was going to the state tournament that I had already beaten these guys. I'm, I haven't been touched. So what am I to think anything differently, right? So if I would have if I would have taken a loss during my senior year, it would have probably been a huge change of either practice or whatever, but I didn't, I wasn't tested at all. I don't know if I just didn't know where I was at. Hmm. Um, so my freshman, my 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 first match, my senior year, like I was, I was, uh, I was just getting beat. Ended up coming back and, and winning, but I was on the verge of getting beat first round, <laughs> and it was just, it was a huge eye opener, right? Like okay. I should have lost my first match, but came back and won. Mm-hmm. But um, after that, I was anxious every single match. I was wrestling not to lose at that point. Like, which was kind of crazy. Like, you got to that point, and then you get to the state tournament. You get popped in the mouth a little bit your first round, but that, like, I think that stuck with me every single match. And I was just super anxious every single match. We had, we had, we had a, um, we were supposed to get like we it was expected for us to get bring home a team trophy. Mm -hmm. So we had a film crew following Uh us all through the state tournament. Mm -hmm. So. Those just those anxieties mm-hmm. were definitely something that I 
look back on and and uh, just wish I could have just not focused on those and just worried about wrestling. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was fun you know, at the time. <laughs> but looking back at it, you don't think in the moment what you're going through. Mm-hmm. You know, shit isn't. It's been 20 years, so I always have a lot to think about of why these things happen. And I don't know if it's a matter of making excuses or just me just trying to figure out why those things happen. Mm-hmm. I guess. But um, it really showed in my in the semifinals. I was I was uh, Derek Ball. I was ankle picking him just he couldn't do anything on his feet I was up on the you know majoring him and then I just gassed my my second period third period just straight gassed like I struggled to get through that match I've I've talked with Derek since then (laughs) and you know he he says I stalled you know, he stalled, I stalled my ass off that period, that match, you know, to get through it. And, you know, he thinks about it a lot and I, I don't blame him because I did stall through that. Like I, I just was not in shape at all. You know, those guys all pushed me. Um, then my seat, my finals match, I had Patrick Makey who, did you wrestle him? I wrestled him first round my junior year. Oh, okay. And at the time he was a, a freshman, I believe. He was a freshman when I was a junior, and he was a sophomore when he beat me as a when I was a senior. So going into that match, like I had to win, and Dylan White had to win his finals match at 215 against Michael Buckland. If both of us won, we would have brought a home team trophy. We were super focused on that team trophy. Mm-hmm and talked about it a lot like talked about it in between sessions out to dinner like hey if you guys both win we're gonna bring home team trophy and we were both favored to win i believe dylan was favored to win right and i'd already beaten patrick so i just vividly remember sitting in the hotel room hey should we watch film on patrick and we watched it one match through because we all we you know back then you had the video cameras right the camcorders <laughs> yeah. and I watched the match one time through and I'm like you know I don't see anything that I haven't seen before we just need you just need to focus on you know just relaxing because I I think coach realized I was super anxious the whole the whole time you know looking back at it I don't I don't remember being anxious about it but that's probably what coach was thinking mm-hmm. hey you know you watch the match feel good about it let's just go relax in the hotel and we'll get it done tonight you know um the match we got to the match and felt confident at the grand march super super confident and got to the final match and he wrestled me completely different than he did on film how he how he wrestled me my junior year and it threw me off like it 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 threw me off of my preparation of what I thought he was going to do. Like he, he, I mean, him and I haven't had talked about this, but it, he had a game plan for me of what I was good at, and he was stopping what I was good at. And that's just me being super lazy in my preparation of expecting to be able to get to certain positions and not and have not having someone prior to him know how to stop those. He had a game plan and just it threw me off, um, and I couldn't get off the bottom. Just like I couldn't get off the bottom of Adam Bender. <laughs> um, so him him getting a takedown on me on the first period, um, and then getting another one, you know, was super frustrating. And at that point, I was like an oh shit moment. Like I'm gonna lose the finals at the first period. Actually, after the second period. Mm-hmm. Going in the second period, I thought I would you know still have a shot. Hey, I get back on my feet go to my shots um, and after the second period I was like I'm in big trouble like I can't get out the bottom he's just a freaking glue on top um, had a great game plan and it was over with and that was bad that was bad
<laughs> you know, you still, you just, wrestling is such a hard sport, right? And is it, I think when people, when you get and you're in that situation, like, are you, are you mad at yourself? Do you feel like you disappointed people, right? Because they invested time in you. Um, I think it for me, it was just like, like all these years, like trying to get to that. Like, so when I see kids lose, like it's, that's what I focus on. Like, man, I'm super happy for the people that are winning, right? But like, you gotta, I always gravitate to the kids that lost because how are they handling that situation? And what's their home life like? Like, some of these kids, it's everything, right? It's the families, it's everything. So, you know, I take my situation, I use it, I use it daily. Like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to feel like that. You don't want to, um, in business and, and your kids and kids that you're coaching, um, winning isn't everything, right? But like your high school kid, you don't get it. You're used to seeing people win on your team. Like that was, I let everyone down, right? good <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know after that match what was it like what did you it, it sounds like you were you in some like a some form of shock like did you just what just happened yeah or? it was yeah i just remember yeah shock like it just it wasn't expected. Mm-hmm. My junior year, I, I had, you know, like I, I said, like some kind of expectation to potentially lose. Mm-hmm. Now my senior year, like I was, I thought that I was going to be, you know, finally get that state title because I didn't get one in AU. Um, it just was, it was a complete shock. Um, so I just remember just you know thinking that I was never gonna get the opportunity again right mm-hmm. obviously not at the high school level um so I didn't I mean I, I stayed in the locker room bald until it was time for me to go up and get my medal and that, that sucked um been 20 years yeah <laughs> it's crazy uh to think about it but yeah, like, are you more disappointed for yourself or for other people? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that was what was going through my head at the time. Is probably other people versus myself. Mm-hmm. Who would I disappoint? And that's just, that's a, I think that's probably too where a lot of kids put pressure on themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, who are you really wrestling for? Are you wrestling for yourself? Are you wrestling for your your family? So. Uh, I think it's super important for kids just to have that the coaches to have conversations with their kids of like why are they doing it and almost everyone's always say well you know it's just for me but you don't think about that until after you lose mm-hmm. like okay who is this actually for mm-hmm. so for me I think it was obviously for both but more fry for other people really the community because we wanted that damn team trophy mm-hmm. you know my junior year we were trying for it my senior year we were, were so close so once I lost, it was really out. It was out of the grass for us to get a team trophy. So mm-hmm. that was huge for me. That was part of the emotional side of things for me. Was I let down, you know, Ogden, right? So it was that was tough. Um, that was tough my whole senior year not to get that. Even after wrestling season, mm-hmm. going into other sports, it, it carried into other sports, uh, baseball, which I loved. So. That was uh, stuck with me for 
all until I got to college, basically, of not being able to, to, to have that opportunity again. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Tony Hager, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat to hear more of my content. And be sure to tune in to hear part two of Tony Hager. Lastly, don't forget to check out the show notes for more information about the Gear Up campaign and visit their website. Again, that website is national.beatthestreets.org slash let's talk wrestling. Take care and we will see you next time. Do you feel safe?